Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast with your illustrious hosts, Dexter and Ernest. You've now reached the intersection of comedy and festivity, where unapologetically black opinions still matter. The What More Can I Say podcast can be found on all major podcast and social media platforms. Just search What More Can I Say and remember to like us and provide feedback. And now, onto the show. Tell him, KG. What you gonna say now? What can you say now? Welcome to the One More Can I Say podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dexter. I'm joined by my co-host, Ernest. What's happening, man? Nothing much. What's going on, people? How have y'all been? Well, of course, we don't expect a response. What's going on, Dex? What's new in your world, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just living in grind, living for the city. That's about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What about you on your end, man? What's going on? Dude, nothing changes except for the date. It's the same thing over and over and over again. Groundhog Day. Yeah, I mean, Elijah didn't have any basketball this weekend, but we were hustling water on one of the corners in San Antonio because we're going to uh, Vegas later this month for AAU Nationals. Shout out to the South Texas Regulators. Regulators, mount up. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Say. That's dope. <laughs> what kind of water are y'all pushing, man? Are y'all push, pushing that, that Fiji, water, Fiji water, man? Then I pulled up to the Walmart to the gas station. I got two ten pound bags of ice and I said, Give me a case of whatever you got. And I threw that shit in the cooler <laughs> and we rolled. Hold on, man. You you didn't cut it, you didn't break it down. They didn't give you you didn't break the product down, dude. Repackage it, flip it. Nope. Put some baking soda in it, man. <laughs> nope. Dude, but, but hold on, let me let me tell you what's funny. So the first corner that we were supposed to be on, we get there. And then it was already a group of people at that corner. So we go to another corner. Like and other people selling water or just like then the, the other people selling water. Okay. Other people sell, selling water. We were supposed to meet at the damn intersection of 1604 and 281. Nah. So I said, man, let's go up the street to Blanco. Blanco is a busy intersection. You know, this is, you know, nice out of town. Dude, we get up there. Not only is it another group of people selling water down the street, it's a homeless dude. Like hustling water too. I'm like, damn. Hold on, did y'all have a permit? Because last time I saw oh. black kids selling water, they <laughs> they got handcuffed. So yeah. So the city that we were in, the um, part of San Antonio we were in, you don't need a permit to do something like that. Um, and the cop came by a couple of times. But then let me tell you. So we moved up the street. We found a nice location across from Whole Foods. You know, Chick Fil A and other places. We you know good business, good traffic. And then people set up a tent beside us. They were selling baby turtles for five dollars. Damn, man! Y'all should, dude, like, <laughs> y'all should combine efforts, dude. Oh, but now the cop came over there. They were asking. Um, they asked for their permits and everything. He was over there for about fifteen minutes grilling them about them damn baby turtles <laughs> they were selling. Dude, who flipping turtles? Like, what's what's the market for turtles nowadays, man? Dude, hey, <laughs> my thing is, where you get these turtles from? Are you? Are you breeding turtles yourself? Are you stealing them from a pet store? Your pet store closing? What are you doing? Where you get these damn baby turtles from? Do I? Who wants a damn baby turtle? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, who's out? 
Who's in the streets like, yo, I got to get me a leash for this baby turtle, too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, that stuff like that you can sell, like, at a state fair or something, man. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't go to Whole Foods and like, oh, that's a baby turtle. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that's, that's weird, man. That's weird. You know, bottle water, man, that, you know, you can move that. Well, y'all selling, like, a, how much, like, a dollar a bottle or something? Well, it's all for donations. If you want to give us a penny for a bottle of water, okay. we'll give you one of these bottles of water. Y'all would have hated me, so. dude. I would have went out there with 10 cents. Let me get let me get 10 of them bottles, dog. But yeah, man, I was surprised. It it, it makes you feel good. Um, some people were giving $10, $20 a pop. One lady gave 40 bucks, and um, they really interested were interested. They were supportive of the kids. So, you know, that's cool, man. Like It, it changes my opinion. Like, if I pull up on someone selling water, I might actually give them a couple of bucks, but I don't carry a lot of cash on me, so they, they might not get shit. Well, you so. know, I, I, I do like that because, look, man, you, I don't know if, if it happens a lot in Texas, but I know in Atlanta, man, you have the fake kid, you know, the kids that's out there with, like, the, the laminated sheet, and they always say they stay raising money for their basketball team or something like that, and there's no adults in sight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just, it's 10 o'clock at night, these kids in the damn parking lot of TJ Maxx or some shit. And they run up to your car like, hey, we trying to raise, we selling these, this damn peanut brittle, trying to raise money for them, some basketball tournaments. Like, dude, where's your parents? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I, I never give to them, man, because I've been sucked by that before. Just, you know, buying like a box of damn Dollar Tree Thin Mints for $5 to, you know, to help out some kids make it to damn space camp or some shit. Yeah, man, you know, but you know, hey, I did, I did donate to you guys' cause via PayPal. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that, man. You know what I mean? And you too, people. If anybody's, I mean, you need to put that link on the. Uh, yeah, we'll put it on the page, man. Yeah, we, you guys want to donate, help out, man. These, you know, I don't know uh, what the expectations are of the team to go down there. Like, are they like the Mighty Ducks? They want to get down there and kill it. L- listen. No, I, I think we're gonna do okay. But um, some of these teams are gonna have like studs up there, like um, the kid that's all over the um, ESPN and social media, Zion Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's gonna be that. He's not in our bracket, thankfully. But you know, it, it should be competitive. We should go out there, you know, give a couple of teams hell. So yeah, we'll put the link out there if you want to want to donate to the South Texas Regulators. Like I said earlier, Regulators mount up. I don't even know where that shit came from. Yeah, them little kids are probably looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's jump right into it, man. We got some... Uh, well, today... Well, before we get into it, uh, this episode... This is episode 16 of the What More Can I Say podcast. If you didn't know, uh, this week we're sponsored by um, uh, a wonderful company called Sultry Solutions. Are you looking for a unique sound for your business or your next project? Sultry Solutions provide professional voiceover services that brings an essence to your business. Allow Sultry Solutions to discover the sound of you today. Visit SultrySolutions.com. So, yeah, make sure to check that out. Uh, also, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on some other deals with other sponsors. So we're, uh, we may see some new sponsors kind of hit the board pretty soon, but... Guys, if you're out there and, like I said, if you had a business or an event or anything that you want to promote, uh, we do have, you know, a pretty, pretty decent following now. Uh, so, you know, if you want to promote your whatever, hit us up, man. Hit us up. We can work out the details on the back end. 
Um, but yeah, let's get right into it, man. This week, uh, I guess the central theme of this show, man, <sighs> is, is uh, cheating. Keep it on the down low. Infidelity. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, man, it's the thing that every, everyone uh, knows about, but no one wants to talk about, man. It's cheating, 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 cheating. Uh, we we kind of stumbled, stumbled upon this theme, man, because some of the topics that we were looking at, the central theme in most of them, the central line that runs between all of them was infidelity. Um, you know, some of them have better endings than others, but for the most part, it all kind of all kind of stemmed from uh, infidelity. So, uh, figure we might as well talk about it, man. And look, we're gonna have future episodes. We really delve into it, man. We delve more into the relationship side of it and, and all that kind of stuff. But right now, we're gonna, we're gonna keep it on the surface. We're gonna talk about talk about this trash, these trashy people on TV, on social, on the social medias. Um, so I guess since we are since we starting off with trash, man, let's jump right into the uh, story of the week, man. Um, Black China versus Rob Kardashian, man. Two of the trashiest people I've seen in a long time, man. Take up so much mind share on the internet. Well, I think um, the whole thing is a shit show. It's a complete shit show because when they started dating each other last year, did anyone expect this to end? Any different than was what is it? You know, ended up it's like seriously, man. It's, it's one of those things where Rob is talking to Black China. She, her boyfriend, used to be Tiger, who at the time was dating her, was dating uh, Kendall Jenner. You know, the the newest attention seeker from the Kardashian family. So it had you know tragedy written all over it. So Dexter has the timeline. So delve into that, Dexter, and tell, give them the Black China Rob Kardashian timeline. Yeah, man, I don't even know why I'm even doing this, man. But uh, okay, so it looks like they uh, they started dating back, and and the crazy thing about this entire story, it they started dating only in January 2016. So all this amount of drama and stuff that you've been seeing up and down your social media timeline, it all stemmed from these two miscreants starting to date back in 2016 um <laughs> uh so i'll just go through some i guess the, the major events in in their relationship together so 2016 the kardashian and, and china began dating uh and this is january of 2016 february 2016 uh rob rob kardashian aims at a healthier lifestyle breakup rumors surface so this is a month after they started dating he realized i guess she realized that laying up Against a swole, obese white dude, man, wasn't uh wasn't the business. <laughs> so, so he decided that he wanted to start start trimming the fat, and um, so break. And this is a month later, the breakup rumors already started. Uh, fast forward to April 2016, the couple announced their engagement. Uh, May of 2016, she announced uh, that she was pregnant. Summer of 2016, some uh, additional breakup rumors started swirling. Um, Kardashian deleted all his photos, unfollowed China with no explanation. Uh, it was later revealed in an E! reality show, Rob, versus Ch- Rob and China. So they did have a reality show, which aired in September to December 2016. That Kardashian, that China, that him and China got into an explosive fight. So the allegations were swirling that he was putting them hands on her as well. Uh, so November 2016, 
they had their first child, Dream Renee Kardashian. Uh, yeah, you got to be rich, man, at that name. That's why I always say, man, people that's really rich and people that's really poor, they have they have they have more in common, you know. What I mean? they, yeah, because really rich people have crazy names, just like really poor people. Uh, but I digress. Uh, so December 2016, another rocky moment. Uh, December 17, 2016, Kardashian posted videos to Snapchat showing that China had moved out the house and had taken Dream with her. The videos were poorly showed Kardashian crying while filming Dream's empty nursery. <laughs> <laughs> dude, these people, they, dude, they do whatever it takes to sell to, to, get that, to make that show a hit, man. Uh, according to U.S. Weekly, this was shortly after personal after personal messages emerged from China in which she allegedly called Kardashian fat and lazy. She also claimed that she would give Kardashian a year or more of their relationship before ultimately leaving him. Okay, well, I guess she stuck to her word. Um, January 2016, the couple's first public appearance of, I guess, together with their baby... Uh, March 2017, so this this year, reality show put on hold, couple reportedly split. And July 5th, uh, 2017, Kardashian posted explicit photos and posts of China. So this is pretty much what's been going up and down everybody's timeline over the last couple of couple of days. This is uh, so Kardashian took to Instagram and accused China of cheating becoming an alcoholic and drug drug addict and exploiting him for his money. He posted a series of graphic photos, her vagina. Uh, I threw that in there. Uh, China allegedly sent to him. Uh, he This is in quotes. You will never, this is Rob speaking uh, on Instagram. You will never see Dream again unless you stop alcohol and drugs and cocaine and X and E. Kardashian wrote in one post, when was the last time you realized your daughter has has been with me instead of that crazy house that you bring men in and out of. I never been this disrespected in my life by a woman. A woman I just paid $16,000 rent and a Ferrari I bought and a Lambo and 400000 in jewelry. Damn. Uh, so after that, <laughs> so you can do is shake your head on this, man. Uh, so there's a series, and this is a series of tweets that Rob kind of, kind of shut off about um, basically breaking down their relationship. Uh, shortly after, uh, China uh, put on her social media page that, uh, like I said, Rob had been been beating her and been aggressive towards their child. Uh, so July 7th, which was yesterday, China hires a lawyer and expecting expected to uh, obtain a restraining order and the lawyer she hired was is Lisa Bloom uh, she's probably one of the most powerful I would say f- uh, feminist defending lawyers or, or female defending lawyers uh, in the country uh, she's uh, I mean she's 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 a monster man like you know what I mean when you basically you contact her if if you if you are a woman and you've been dealing with sexual harassment or any type of uh, you know anything against women's rights or anything like she's the person you go to. Uh, so that brings us up to the day. So that's pretty much the uh, entire timeline. So, what's your thoughts, man? So it's funny when uh, Dexter first said we should talk about this on the show. I said, man, I do not want to talk about this shit. I hate all things Kardashian. 
I think they are no talent ass clowns that have you know. <laughs> listen, however, I think that their mom is very smart, and um, <laughs> but you know they were all already had a bit of notoriety and fame uh, before the Ray J sex tape. But she took that thing and she put all her kids on all her kids except eating off that sex tape. But it's some interesting layers to this whole black China and Rob Kardashian thing. So first of all, I so you know he put the pictures on um, social media on Instagram. That's illegal. That's called revenge porn in California. And what's interesting to me is, but first, did you see, I, did I you see the pictures? No, I didn't even look at the pictures, man. I, I, looked, I didn't I looked, even look. I looked. You looked. <laughs> but but what's interesting about those pictures is it's illegal. Yeah. And it's not a whole lot of, you know, you can get face up to a year in jail, you know, a $1,000 fine. But where is the push from the feminists to have this dude charged for revenge porn? So you yeah, remember a couple of years ago with Jennifer Lawrence, her phone was hacked and they got some hoops and they put it online. I didn't look at those. It's funny, like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence like, well, this is a sex crime. Anyone that looked at those pictures, it was a sex crime. I just wish it was the same kind of outrage with Black China. You know, even though she, I guess she was a stripper or something, she, you know, she's had naked pictures of herself on the internet, but it still doesn't give Rob Kardashian the right to go out there and put naked pictures of this woman online without her consent. Man, I think that's real foul. Yeah, but you know, it, uh, and we've talked about this before, uh, even before this situation, uh, you know, typically black women that are involved and, you know, their, their pictures leaking online. So whether uh, I remember, um, uh, I'm trying to think what's the, uh, uh, what's the singer? Aaron, like, Aaron Andrews. No, oh. no, 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 no. I'm talking to black, uh, God, I'm Chicago, Jill Scott. Jeez. Can't believe. Jill Scott. Yeah. Jill, Jill Scott. Scott had her pictures leaked. Gabrielle Union had some pictures leaked. Uh, I think, uh, uh, several women, so several black women have had their pictures leak uh, in the media, uh, on social media and stuff, and um, there's no public outcry. Uh, but I heard, uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, she was a big one. Um, uh, Aaron Andrews Natalie, from uh, yeah, ESPN. Natalie, Natalie Portman, Aaron Andrews. Yep. Like those women had their pictures leaked in the world, stopped. You know what I mean? The FBI got involved in, in both the Aaron Andrews and the uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, investigation and uh, I mean Aaron Andrews made millions of dollars off of you know being filmed while changing in a hotel um, so that's kind of the climate so for so so like I said with if it happens to black women it's completely swept on the carpet it's just like they des- either a they deserve it or or B it's like what's the harm in it uh, but when it's when it's the delicate mm-hmm. sweet hard white women that it happened to it's you know, it's the end of the world, and, and we all have to be held to a higher standard. You know, what I mean, um, so yeah, I'm to me that's that's I don't I didn't like the that's a complete double standard in in, in the way uh, Black China is being treated. And look, I'm not saying look, I, I think both of those people, I think both of them are horrible people. I think both of them knew mm-hmm. what they were getting into when they got into it. You know, what I mean, they both knew what was going on. I mean, look, he the circumstances that they started dating. Um, the type of lifestyle that both of them lead, like like you said earlier, this wasn't going to end. You know, this wasn't going to end in a fairy tale fashion. This was going to be. Oh, no. You know what I mean? But it it goes back. I wonder. You know 
how much of the relationship was actually sincere and how much it was, a, you know, a marketing plot, you know, to, to get their own spinoff, their own reality show. Because re- that's big dollars, man. That's big money. And so who who knows? But it's even just this, one of those things. I mean, even this could be season two of the of the uh, show. Like we we don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't put it past yep. them to to market this and and look. This could easily be, you know, six months from now. The Rob and what's his daughter name? Dream. The Rob and Dream show. Him being a single dad in L.A. trying to raise his daughter or something. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if if they capitalize on 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 all this drama and stuff and you know turn lemons into lemonade. So what what was that what was that one chick name? Um, she was one of Hugh Hefner's Playboy bunnies, whatever, and she married Hank Baskets. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you told me because they had a reality yeah. show. Well, they still have a reality show, and um, you know, they thought you know he was allegedly caught with a transsexual, you know, prostitute and all mm-hmm. the stuff. They stayed together, but that goes back to the whole theme of this show, the whole cheating thing. Man, you Rob Kardashian, this is Black China. What what in your mind? Makes you think this woman's not gonna step out on you, dude. So it's just well, some of the allegations because he he also leaked that she uh, had a threesome with Ti and because uh, he put that on social media as well. Ti and and Tiny, uh, a paid for like, like apparently the way he explained it that Ti paid money to uh, have a threesome with Black China and his wife. Uh, so I'm not sure if Rob was aware of it, but the way I mean, if he talked about, it, he knew about it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that's that's my whole thing now. It's, it's kind of like, look, man, like stop trying to play victim here. You know what I mean? You knew what you were dating when you started dating her, and she knew what she was getting when she started dating you. Yep. You know, I'm not, I'm not. Look, man. You know, I know a lot of people try to judge her for being a stripper or a former stripper and whatever. Look, she, look, she capitalized on 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 her assets. Quote, <laughs> no pun intended. Or and she, uh, I mean, she, look, she made she she's made a lot out of her situation, and just like most, just like other people do. So I don't have a problem with her, you know, capitalizing on 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 what you know her lifestyle and that kind of things. Um, my thing is like, don't let's stop acting pious now. Let's stop pretending that we're holy uh-huh. and down all of a sudden like don't talk about her drug problem and drug addiction blah if you sitting right there snorting coke next to her like this it sounds like a if you take away the money this is like a trailer park conversation you hear like on playing out on judge judy you know what i mean like the only thing is the only thing is different that we we talking about ferraris and lamborghinis and instead of them instead of damn pickup trucks and trailers you know what i mean <laughs> But it, and I'm gonna pick it back off what you said, man. He knew what he was getting into when um, they started talking, and I ain't gonna call her, you know, the H word because I don't believe in that. I believe a person can do whatever they want to do with a body, man or woman. They can sell it, they can strip it, they can lay down with anyone. You know, that's that's your decision, that's your body. But you also have to be aware of it. And if a person is living that lifestyle before they meet you, it's just not gonna stop and change just like that, man. We got to be realistic with this stuff, and I think. Uh, um, they're young, you know. They're in the probably you know mid twenties, maybe early thirties, 
that you go through what I don't like is the impact that it has on like these young kids where their parents are not telling them hey this is not what it's supposed to be because some kids watching this and they don't have a positive relationship in their life and they think this is how the bullshit is supposed to be they think that's how a relationship is supposed to act and that's what's dangerous about these reality shows and having so much access to celebrities versus when we were younger and you really didn't see a whole lot of the nonsense going on with them unless it was on the National Enquirer. Now they put this bullshit out there themselves, man. So that's what's dangerous about this entire situation with Rob and Black China. Well, well the entire story is fabricated as well because uh, he even th- – their life is fabricated for the cameras because uh, he even mentioned in one of his posts that uh, I guess one time that they broke up or tried to get back together or whatever, she, she basically told him like – Make sure you get the pop the cameras from the paparazzi and stuff here, and get make sure they get a picture of us holding hands to show that we're back together and stuff. And that's, I mean, you're, you know, what I mean, like it's it's all fabricated, like it's. So, but I look at it like this too, man. The guy that she's dating, she's dating some dude named Ferrari, which is hilarious. <laughs> and she's, you know, some some apparently the guy that she's dating, he posted pictures online of him laying in bed with her like naked in bed and and um she's smiling and stuff and she uh he and apparently he contacted rob kardashian like i guess dm'd him on the side and was pretty much like hey you know hey like pretty much like look don't hate the player hate the game but maybe we can spin this into some type of money making <laughs> opportunity Yep. And, and it just goes to show like everybody's here to to create their own brand. Like these people this this has nothing to do about love and relationship. And it's sad that it's a little girl, a little child that they created out of all this craziness that has to that's now is a product of all of this stupidity, you know, stupidness and stuff. So it sucks, man. It sucks for the child. I mean, I know the child's gonna be wealthy and whatever, what have you, if they maintain their, their finances and stuff, but it just sucks, man, that no matter what happens at all this stuff, I, w- I almost wish they didn't have a kid. I wish they can just split, you know, amicably and get, you know, get their money, whatever, and not have to bring another life into this world as a deal with this craziness. Yep. Well, moving on to a, another story where infidelity has actually paid off and we <laughs> as consumers have, bu- have bought into the bullshit. So backstory last year, you know, even I have not listened to one song from the album, you know, Beyonce drops Lemonade. And, you know, she's the I heard, I heard that black album. woman. It's a good album. You, you got a favorite joint up there. I got to ask Candy. You know, talking about, you know, infidelity, all this other stuff. You know, women across the world are loving it. Well, two weeks ago, Jay-Z drops 444. A.K.A. 444. A.K.A. Heminade. Heminade. <laughs> and, um... It's, it's been speculated for years um, that Jay-Z has, you know, stepped outside of the relationship on uh, Beyonce. And um, a lot of people, the whole incident in the elevator with Solange, um, that, that was part of, uh, you know, that was one, you know, it was always speculated. That was one of the reasons why. And she was, you know, her brother-in-law cheating on her sister. sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. <laughs> So he finally laid, you know, he put he put all the rumors to rest. I mean, he came out in a couple of verses on a couple of songs and said pretty much like, listen, I cheated. You know, I had menage a trois. I stepped outside of my marriage and my relationship. Um, 
one line, you know, on Kill Jay Z, he said, "You almost went Eric Benet. Eric Benet is a dude that was married to Holly Berry. He cheated on on Holly Berry. Um, let the baddest girl in the world get away. You add Solange on, knowing all along all you had to say was you was wrong. Um, what do you think about this, Dex? Do you think this is Jay Z just coming clean, or is it another marketing plot employed trying to make the Carters richer? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know." You know, art is a reflection of life and, you know, you talk about your environment. So I, I, I get him rapping about it. And I think it's one of those things where everyone's re- everyone really ex- was expecting him to have something to say about it. I think it would have been odd if he would have came out with, with, with a CD and not talk about the elevator incident and, and the, you know, uh, you know Beyonce's Lemonade album to, to completely not talk about it. I think that would have been weird. Uh, I think it would have been almost not being true, truthful. So I think you he had to say something. Well, let me say something about the Lemonade first. So, so even when Lemonade dropped last year, I told a couple of people, if you think for one second that Jay Z didn't hear the entire CD before it was put out, you're 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 wrong. Well, they and both even said I read that they that they reviewed each other's stuff. Yes, and I read that today that Beyonce listened to every track on four four four. So. And I and I think this is an example of a couple who have had you know some um, some infidelity in the relationship, and they stick through it and they handle it like 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 adult shoot. And now people are looking at Jay Z like, oh man, that's so cool. Jay Z came out and he was honest about it. You know, other dudes should do this shit too. So I think it's kind of funny, man. Yeah, like look, man. Uh... In a climate where music is is overproduced and mumble rap is leading the way and nobody ain't saying nothing, you know, like I I do give Jay Z credit for saying something, you know what I mean? Because um, he didn't have to. I mean, he could have very easily came out with a CD when he just talking about you know bottles and money, you know what I mean? Pimpin', uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he was, he was more Big like pimpin', a spinning open not only discuss things about his relationship and his family you know Jay-Z and Beyonce think about it for years man we knew nothing even when they were supposedly married and stuff people you know they they never said they were married for a long time when she originally got pregnant you know they wouldn't say that they were pregnant like all kinds of stuff and so just over the last couple of years you know that couple has they've been opening up more and allowing people in and um, you know so it's 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 cool that he's, I mean, he's a grown man. Like, you know, I don't need to hear about, I don't need to hear a whole album about Jay-Z selling drugs. Cause that's not his mm-hmm. life anymore. Like his life is, is his daughter and his, his wife and his uh, new two kids that he just had. Like that's his life. You know, I mean, you see the pictures on social media and stuff, man. Like it's not believable to think you see Jay-Z taking pictures, taking pictures of Beyonce, Jay-Z looking like somebody's mom. You know what I mean? She got Jay-Z like riding bikes and jumping off of, off of yachts and stuff. Like, that's not the Jay-Z that we grew up listening to. So he's not, he's yeah. a different dude. So, Well, I, I think, you know, if you look at black relationships, um, they always throw, you know, Will and Jada out there, Dizelle and his um, wife, um, Samuel Jackson, his wife, Ice Cube and um, his wife, you know, LL and his wife. You know, these people have all been married for, you know, with the exception of being Jay-Z, you know, years. And if you think for one second 
that Denzel ain't stepped out on his or Samuel Jackson, these other guys, you're, you're mistaken. And I always say, I think, you know, cheating is part of every relationship, whether it's, you know, physical, whether it's emotional, especially now with social media, you know, people cheat all the time online. So I think it's just how do you handle it? How do you deal with it? Are you going to look at it, you know, or have a, you know, such a hard stance on, oh, I can't take this shit. You know, you wrong, motherfucker. I can't deal with you no more. Or are you going to handle it like adults? So that's the way I look at it. And, you know, I give kudos to Jay-Z and Beyonce you know, just for handling it and keeping it out of the public eye as much as they could. Because some people try to use it, like we said, this entire show for their own gain. And they did, but it was more of a positive spin up there. They're not going back and forth on social media. They're not unfollowing each other on social media. They're not taking jabs at each other in the media or posting pictures of themselves with another chick or another dude. So I think that speaks volumes to their level of maturity versus Rob and Black China. What is her damn real name? I want to call this chick Black China. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Look, people, diff- couples handle cheating differently, and I think it's an individual. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an individual couple's um, right, or I guess the people in that relationship right to treat cheating any way they want to. Um, but from a business perspective for that couple, it makes sense for them to be a well-functioning unit. That product makes more mm-hmm. sense than to be – because they, like you said, they could have very easily come out. Jay, you know, Beyonce could have very easily like really like, you know, put some imagery of Jay-Z in those videos and like really spelled it out. Like, yo, this nigga's a dirtbag and I'm – you know, and he could have did the same thing. He could have, you know, he could have – did all kind of stuff in, in, in his songs and stuff. And you write like subliminal messaging and that kind of thing. Um, but they didn't. And you see it, you see it with other couples, you see, uh, like, uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, uh, they stuck it out. Uh, uh, Lala Anthony and Carmelo Anthony, they recently decided to stick it out. And I'm not saying that's always the best Kobe. thing to do. Yeah. Kobe and Vanessa. Yeah. Kobe and Vanessa. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's always the best thing to do. You know, I mean, Magic Johnson and Cookie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm pick not... up the cookie. Pick up the cookie. This dude got HIV and she stayed. So, Yo. what's y'all excuse? <laughs> Seriously, man, this dude got HIV and she stayed. Stuck it. And dude, and we she, don't know about that. She didn't just stay, dude. She stayed in the 80s. Like, when, when we thought that they were sharing, a, sharing a, their toilet seat would give you the AIDS. So, for her to nigga, we, thought, yes. we used to think that the AIDS was like the Walking Dead, dude. So for her to stick to them, like to stick together like Rick and Michonne, dude. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh man, that's hardcore, man. So yeah, I don't begrudge people for leaving. I don't begrudge people for staying. I, I think from from that type of couple with that the, with those types of assets that they're dealing with, it makes sense for them to stay together. From a financial mm-hmm. perspective, not this is strictly this isn't love. This isn't anything else. This is just on surface. Financially, it makes sense. Same thing, Vanessa and Kobe Bryant. It made sense for their brand and for for both parties to stick it out, whether they truly love each other. Look, people have stayed together for 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 worse reasons. You know what I mean? So whether they love each other or not, like it financially and socially, it makes sense. 
But I wouldn't begrudge. I wouldn't have begrudged Beyonce for leaving. I mean, she's a powerful woman in her own right, if not more powerful than Jay Z. So I wouldn't begrudge her for leaving at all. I mean, she had the out to go. Um, same thing with all the rest. You know, the recent cheating allegations and stuff for some of these celebrities. So I don't begrudge people for leaving. Um, but but you, I, it speaks volumes you know, if you do stick around. As much as people emulate um, Beyonce, and if you listen to more than one episode of the show, you know I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. One thing that I will say, and I will give her credit for, you know, her and Gabrielle Union and, and, you know, Vanessa. One thing, the difference would get somebody pregnant while they were together. You know, sometimes, you know, you have to put that stuff past you and you have to move forward. And Beyonce did it. And I'm pretty sure it's a long list of dudes that will be lining up to get a taste of Beyonce. You know, anywhere from, you know, elite entertainers to athletes to, you know, like really wealthy men around the world. But she stuck it out with Jay. And, you know, I got to give her big ups for that, man. And to just forgive him. As much as, you know, black women emulate Beyonce, I just hope one thing that they take from all of this. Your man can cheat on you. And you still could stay with him and have a good relationship. Now, we still don't know everything that goes on behind closed doors with Beyonce and Jay-Z. However, I can almost guarantee he's not agreeing for her to put out that lemonade. She's not agreeing for him to put out this stuff and talk about that, you know, especially since they've been so personal. If they don't have at least a decent relationship, man, we got to understand that no relationship is going to be perfect. You're going to get upset. Things are going to happen. But what do you do after the mistake is made? How do you recover? So big up to all of those black couples that we talked about and with cheating ass people and they stand big up to them. All right, man. We're moving on to the, uh, I guess the third topic, uh, <laughs> the next couple that didn't do it the Jay-Z Beyonce way. They did it in a complete, <laughs> completely other way. Uh, recently married Jay Blige, um, was embroiled in controversy. She was going through uh, a, a bad divorce with her manager and husband uh can do something I forgot his last name but i guess it doesn't really matter the, the, the broke nigga in the relationship <laughs> uh so she's going through um uh kind of a bitter divorce uh apparently he cheated on her with um someone that she personally knew while all the time that i was loving you you were busy loving yourself uh like another artist that she had worked with before, I guess, a, a, like a younger artist that um, was tied to their brand or record, or whatever. But so he had been cheating, cheating on her, and um, so I, I believe he fi- actually filed for divorce. He was in spousal support. He was requesting a hundred and twenty-nine thousand three hundred nineteen dollars a month. God damn! Damn! For spousal yeah, I want to know who came up with that number. Who came it, up with three hundred nineteen dollars? Dude, the the breakdown was was like taking care of his mom, taking care of his, his kid that he doesn't have, like his kid from a previous marriage or a previous relationship does not marry Jay Blige's kids. Like it was all kind of stuff. Like he basically said the lifestyle that they were living, and he wants to keep up his lifestyle. And and since she was his artist, he was managing. You know they would kind of you know they they were they were going to dissolve that partnership so he would be losing his his number one client without mentioning the, he's the one that cheated and he's asking for one hundred twenty nine thousand not one hundred twenty nine dollars one hundred twenty nine thousand three hundred nineteen dollars a month. 
So the judge in the case, so it went to court, and the judge in the case uh, ruled that um, that Mary paid Kendu Martin Isaacs thirty thousand dollars a month in temporary spousal support. So he didn't get what he wanted, but he did get thirty thousand dollars a month. Uh, the court found that Martin was entitled to uh, to some to money to accommodate his standard of living. He was used to uh, married to Mary J. Blige, um, but also decided his dream number was unreasonable. Uh, Mary will pay retroactive spouse support back from September and, <clears throat> and his attorney fees. So he also gets an, an additional $235,000 of back spousal payment and legal fees, plus $30,000 a month in, in his temporary spousal agreement, which she will be, she is currently fighting again. Uh, let's see one last interesting note. The court says Mary and Martin were living beyond their means during their marriage and still have millions of dollars to pay in back taxes. Uh, so it sounds like both of them probably broke, but this is a weird situation, man. Uh, you, you rarely see this, man, where um, the woman in the relationship and the, I guess the cheating issue comes out on comes out worse for wear so what's your take on it man the so first of all i think you know when people go their separate ways i'm real big on i don't think either person should have to pay anyone shit especially not that much so it's, you're, it's on, you're, on that, you're on that tina turner thing then right just give me my name uh, exactly me name give me, me my name and let me go however it i think it's it's, it's kind of funny to see <laughs> A man actually win because typically, dude, when you go to court, if you're a man, you get fucked. Especially if you're on the end where you're the primary breadwinner. Um, I put up a list of people, um, celebrities that are paying the most alimony. Silvio Berlusconi, I don't know who this dude is. He's paying like four million a month. Charlie Sheen, uh, one point three million each year. Jim Nance, a million a year. Nas. He was paying, you know, 40000 a month in child support. And the interesting story with Nas, so after his daughter turned 18, um, his wife went back to his, well, his baby mom, she went back to court and was trying to keep getting money. And I was like, no, nah, why does she need that? I, th- I, think it's, I think it's funny. I think it's crazy. Um, I think the system is completely broken. If Mary J. Blige is a talent, and this dude is living off of her. Dude, that's one of the things, reasons why you should probably try to stay together. You shouldn't be out there cheating. I don't think, you know, that whole, I want to maintain the same standard of living. It's not like they have kids together. If they had kids together, I would look at it completely different. But this is a grown-ass man. And you want to take $30,000 a month from this woman? I, I, I got a problem with it, man. But overall, the system is fucking broke. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's crazy because... He was the the catalyst for the divorce, so he's the one that cheated. He, I think he, ultimately he's the one that wanted a divorce. Uh, apparently, he told her that he wasn't in love with her anymore. He fell in love with somebody else. Like if if you choose to leave, then you uh, in the in the agreement, like you, you know what I mean, like you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to capitalize a benefit off of it. Mm-mm. Like if for him, okay, he's Mary J. Blige's uh, manager. And I, I think I'm, I'm not. I think they were married for four or five years or whatever. So they've been married for several years. If he wasn't able to cultivate a, a career beyond her being his number one client, then that's a failure of him. 
because she's mm-hmm. just by being associated with her and being tied to her brand. And he, you know, I think he was a manager and stuff. And I think that's how they got together. He was already a manager. So if he wasn't able to increase his business and, and, and his exposure in this, uh, in this marriage transaction, I mean, that's what a marriage is, is a contractual transaction for the most part. If he wasn't able to benefit from it, then that's not a failure of her. She's, you know, he's been, he's been rubbing elbows with some of the, some of the biggest names in the industry from, you know, Madonna and, and, you know, everybody else, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been <laughs> Madonna around and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been around like some of the, some of the biggest people in the industry. And five or six later, years later, if you, if Mary J. Blige is still your number one artist and the only person that you really dealing with, then as a, as a judge, like it's not fair for you to to make her have to pay because he lost her as a client. Like he lost her as a client based on his actions. Not she didn't fire him because, you know, she fired him because she's on the road and he's spending her money and sleeping with another woman. A woman that he that she personally knows. Like like come on, man. See, that's why I think if you are an entertainer and if you are Worth mil period. If you're worth millions of dollars, you better get a prenup, man. I just don't understand why people don't think forward and people, you know, oh man, we're gonna end up being together forever. Doesn't always work out like that. You have to prepare yourself, you have to protect your assets. It's like we talk about all the time, man. It's on the same level as some of these professional athletes having all these kids across the country and these jokers paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in child support. A year and then they retire and they can't, you know, they're not making the same amount of money. They still got to pay this damn child support. It's stupid. It is a bad business decision. And that's what the marriage is, man. You got to start looking at it as such. Dude, this might cripple her for the rest of her life. Just imagine if you just got to pay 30K to one person forever. Yeah. Like, like, and what's the what's the onus on him to ever, ever get married again? None. Unless he finds someone that's worth more money than Mary J. Yeah. Blige. That's it. And what's the odds of that happening? You know what I mean? Uh, not gonna happen. So I mean, they said it's a temporary, temporary spousal support order. So I'm not sure how long she's gonna have to pay it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that it wasn't that her lawyers weren't weren't able to completely get this thrown out. I'm shocked that the judge wasn't just smart enough to be like, "Look, man, this is stupid. Like, you've made enough money off of her brand since y'all been married. If you broke now, then that's kind of on you." Like, you know what I mean? Like, give but, give the man a lump, give the man that that two hundred k that he like to me that should be it. Like, that's enough for you to go about your business. But dude, that that's not how it works. You know, with the law is a such thing called precedent. Exactly. And she's she's making her rulings based off of previous rulings in the state and the country or whatever, and she's citing that. So that's one of the things I think is bullshit with the law. Just because you know it happened in this case and that set of precedents doesn't mean I should have to follow that. Um, something needs to be done, man. And this is why, like, oh, Chris Rock bring the pain when he was talking about OJ. He's like, I ain't saying she should have. He should have killed him. But I understand. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I tell people this all the time. You don't understand what it's like someone taking you to court, trying to take your money, trying to mess with your livelihood. That's why people end up killing people, man. That's why people end up missing because of bullshit like that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I don't. I don't see any way around it, man. It's 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 unfair for her 
her situation. I'm like, I've only heard her perspective. So, I mean, look, she could be a crazy person, whatever. I don't know. But just surface level and from what some of the reports and stuff said, it doesn't make sense. It's not fair. And, um, you know, you don't want somebody, a good, you know, quote unquote, good person to um, have to, um, you know, be hurt or tarnished by the by the court system, the same courts that's supposed to protect people's best interests. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, man, I guess we can move on to number four on the uh, on the topic list, man. And this one's not really uh, this one doesn't tie so much into cheating. Uh, well, I guess it does. It, 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 it cheats the American people. <laughs> Um, the NRA recently released um, a series of uh, kind of a web, I would say web commercials, um, inflammatory web commercials uh, over the internet. And one in particular uh, stars a white female talking to, basically talking to white Americans for the most part. And uh, so Ernest, I'll, I'll, since you, you probably have it up in front of you, man, I'll let you read a transcript of what she was saying but so i'm gonna read the um, transcript but it doesn't do it justice so i encourage all of you to go look at it it's already posted on our um, facebook fan page and i want you to pay attention to the pronouns that they use and how it's worded they they use, use their, their media, media to assassinate, assassinate real, real news, news. They use, they use their, their schools, schools to teach children that their president, that their president is, another is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance. All to make them march. Make them, march. make them protest. Make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding. Until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. There is so much about that that's infuriating there's so much of that that pisses me off um their ex-president well say who, who's, who's um, the day who's the day in this dude it's clearly it's white america it's the dominant society in, in america it's white culture everything they're talking about it has nothing to do is is black lives matter is the women's marches that have been going on since i'm 45 was elected and took office it's anyone that disagrees or has anything to say about um, institutionalized racism, sexism, homophobia, as they will call it. It's anyone that doesn't agree with them. And I've been saying this since we started the podcast. Black people, y'all need to wake up. Y'all need to get some guns. Y'all need to learn how to use them. Y'all need to teach your children how to use them. Because it's going to come a point where it's going to be them having their weapons and trying to use them on us. And I'm telling you, it is going to happen. Yeah, you, you can't listen to that that uh, ad and not be upset like they, i mean they, they hit on yeah. they touch on like five six seven different minority groups you know what i mean they talk about black people they talk about you know muslims they talk about basically anybody that's not 1940s white america you know what i mean mm-hmm. like 
you know, and and these the people that buy into this stuff, these are the people that when they think of what America is, they have a certain image in their head of what they think America is, not understanding that America is not that. So if you if you ask a typical person or a typical white uh, white frail person to describe what it is to be an American, it's going to sound a lot like 1920s, 1940s, leave the beaver type America, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's more women in this country than it is men. It's 51 percent of the country are women. Um, you know, there's a large portion of of his, Hispanics in this country. There's a large uh, large portion of, of gay Americans, and um, you know, it's a, I mean, there are different minority groups all over the country, different religions. And if you're still afraid, if you're still clinging on to the hope that America's gonna go back to, you know, Mayberry. Then you're gonna be waiting a long damn time, and you know, yeah. you, and that's what you. When, every time you you see this kind of stuff online, and you, you know, from message boards to blogs, is this white fragility that keeps peeking its ugly head out, and these people are trying to cling on to an America, whether it's the the Reagan years, you know, um, or or the Truman years, or the, you know, whatever, or, or the, the George Washington years. <laughs> Like they they continue to cling on to a history that's 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 been passed. What what bothers me about this, um, and I saw this online somewhere, just because we receive what we're supposed to, what we're guaranteed and afforded by the Constitution, it doesn't mean that you're going to receive less. Exactly. And and they look at it as a pie. Like, well, man, if I give out these these rights and these benefits to people, then that means that hey, you know, it's going to be less for me. It's, it's so many things in America that I really don't care about. I mean, I really, I don't have a stance on abortion. I think you should be able to do what you want to do. I don't have a stance, you know, as far as gay marriage. If you want to get married and be miserable like heterosexual people, go ahead and do it. It doesn't bother me because it doesn't affect my daily rights. My, 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 my daily struggle. So my point is for these people to come out and say they, 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 us, us, us. The country has been divided for hundreds of years. And uh, people like to blame um, President Obama for dividing the country further. He didn't divide the country further. He, just, you know, highlighted and brought a lot of these people to the forefront because, you know, they, they never expected a black person to be pre- black person to be president. And then once, once we got one, you know, some people spent the entire eight years he was in office trying to, you know, disrespect him and fight him every turn and delegitimize this see off when they make a you know an advertisement like this a video like this where everything that they're saying is the same stuff that they were doing to him and they talk about you know this guy that we, we have this our president now he's a moron he's an idiot and they support him blindly and it's just it really used to frustrate me and piss me off how these people thought and how they couldn't see what was really in front of them but I'm to the point now I do not argue with them anymore. I do not debate them anymore because it doesn't help. It's not going to solve the problem. Yeah, it's no. useless talking to these people. Yeah, I mean when you see something like this, this is these are a group of people that don't that don't even see you as a, a human being first thing first. They see you yep. as, they see you as a black on black crime statistic or a, a raghead Muslim or gay or almost like they they see you in 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 the you know whatever shade of minority, you know what I mean. So I yeah you're right man. Like I don't I don't try to convince people anymore because 
I'm not in the business of trying to conv- trying to convince you of my own humanity. If you can't see that I'm no. just like you, if you can't even if we can't even agree on that point, then I can't I can't convince you of you know what rights and stuff that that I should have and that kind of thing. Because you you don't you see me less than you. You see me as a dog or a couch or a chair. Like you don't even see mm-hmm. me as a human being. So until we can at least get there. This type of stuff is going to continue to come out. And all this video is is showing is because, look, man, to me, the NRA, they are they are at fault here because they're praying. It's, it's they're trying to get money. I mean, look, I mean, this is all this is, man. They're some money grab. Let's pay. Let's pray on the fear of of these, you know, white Americans that are afraid of the status quo. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why they, they always throw about throw out the the celebrities and and blah 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 it's like look these people watch movies these people watch sporting events How, why all of a sudden they hate celebrities for they don't so let me ask you they idolize so what do you so what do you think will happen if um let's say black Lives matters put out a video like this or some of you know the so-called resistance put out a video saying the exact same things how, how do you think it would be met oh man bro this this if a black if, if this came out similar production uh, under the Black Lives Lives moniker, uh, this would be this would be put on every right wing agenda. This would be on Drudge Report and Stormfront and Fox News. They would be talking about this for months. Gun sales would increase. These people would be. I mean, this this would this would be blood in the water for sharks. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, man. We we understand that the double standard. Like they don't even see the double standard. And that's what's mm-hmm. so frightening about it. Like even the hypocrisy. I always say hypocrisy is real, man, because it is. Like they don't they don't even see how how much of a double standard it is for them to even put this out. Well, tell them um what you told me before we started recording about the um it was a black guy on the NRA website and he did a video similar to this and tell him tell him about what happened in his the love that he lost from his NRA supporters. Yeah, uh, well, that commercial wasn't the only commercial that the NRA released. They released kind of a series of, of web web series commercials. Uh, that was the one that caught on the most because it was so inflammatory. But pretty much they had, I went to the website, there was about 20 other ones. And each one, they were different demographics of people. Um, so they had one where uh, it was a black woman talking about you know, a black woman should be able to carry a weapon and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so the one I saw was, uh, it was a black man saying, basically he was talking about a black man should have the right to carry a gun because of the violence, because of gang violence and black on black, you know, ridiculous <laughs> stuff, right? Um, and, you know, he's, everyone should have the right to carry a gun, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, look, man, I got... I got interest when I saw that first that first video. I, I saw the white lady. I said, "Let me find out who she is. I want to see if, if she's just a paid actress or if she really believes this kind of stuff." So when I saw the black guy, that kind of caught my eye first. So I clicked on his his profile and I saw uh, his name. I think it's Corbin Noir or Noir. Uh, I believe it's Corbin. I can, if, and I maybe if I'm incorrect, I'll definitely post it in the show notes as well. But whatever his last name is Noir, so, uh, which means black in French. Um, so you, you can tell it sounds like a, me, uh, a media created, like these guys were sitting around, like what, what can what can we name the black fella? You know, we can't call him John yeah. Black. Let's call him 
let's call him John Noir, you know what I mean? So uh, I clicked on his thing and I, you know, Google his information and finds out, like, yeah, he is a gun nut. He's a, he, he's a, like a YouTube phenomenon and, and, you know, all the gun people love him and he has nothing but pictures of him and guns and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, fast forward to the uh, uh, Philandro Castillo shooting and verdict. So this guy, like I said, he's a diehard NRA member and he, um, com- you know, vehemently opposes the idea of racism in America and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But after the Philandro Castillo verdict, he tweeted that because apparently him and he, him and Philando are the same age. And he said two weeks before that, he just got pulled over in a similar manner. And he had to show them, show, show the cop his, uh, his, uh, firearm license. And, uh, you know, he said very similar. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's, well, hold on. Let's catch him up real quick. Philando okay. Castillo, he was, um, shot up in Minnesota by a police officer. Um, he's he suspected that um, Philando was going for his gun, but he wasn't, and he was carrying his weapon legally. And this is going to tie into what Dexter said. And by the way, they got got off. He wasn't um, found guilty of manslaughter or murder or anything. But keep going, Dexter. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, so and the guy, his name is Colin Noir, uh, Noir, um, which is a fake name, pseudonym for him. But anyway, so. Like I said, he was recently pulled over. So two weeks before the, I guess the verdict, or I mean, two weeks before Philandro Castillo was pulled over, he was pulled over in a similar fashion, and uh, he said so. It really resonated with him. So, like I said, it, it took something, something to personalize it to be so close for him to have a reaction. Now, this is the person that, for years, have said before. Like I said, he's a diehard NRA supporter. All these other police shootings, he's been on board with. But this one hit close to home because the guys, Philando's the same age. He's a dark-skinned black man, just like Philando Castillo. He's a, you know, he's a gun gun uh, enthusiast, just like Philando Castillo was. Um, he pulled over in a similar manner, and he lived to tell the tale. Philando Castillo didn't. So, like I said, the majority of his fans are white Americans that love guns and NRA supporters and, and like that Venn diagram of NRA supporters, typically there's a certain type of person that's a that's a a, a huge NRA supporter. Uh-huh. So he he tweeted out like, hey, this, you know, is he was upset. It really upset him about the Philando Castillo verdict and he believed that the cops were um, you know, it was wrong for them to kill shoot and kill Philando Castillo and he said it was racism. Racism definitely involved, and the cop cop didn't follow protocol. And there's no if he's and he basically said, "Look, if that if Orlando was white, he doesn't believe that he would have got shot. He believes he still would be alive." And his fan base, this same fan base that loved him when he was when he was on this side, talking basically saying that whole Sheriff Clark bullshit. When he was on this side, basically saying that all these cops are right for killing these black men. He when he turned his opinion. After getting a, you know some more personal information, he changed his opinion of it, and these fans completely turned on him, sent him death threats, mm-hmm. called him every name in the world. He, all of a sudden, he's a monkey, he's a nigger, he's all the things that he didn't, that he constantly said didn't exist. Now he's that, and but however, he's still a member of the NRA. When they asked him if what he thought 
did he think the NRA should come out and, and have a message, or have something to say following the Philando Castillo verdict? And his comments were no. He doesn't think the NRA would have to say anything, and there's nothing they could really say, and blah blah blah. So he, you know, he got back on the company company line. But it just goes to show, man. This guy was beloved by that community, and as soon as he shined a light, just a little light for for a two minute tweet, for a few seconds, you know what I mean, for a few hundred characters, he shined a light on it for a few seconds, and those people turned on him vehemently. Goes to show, man, that that fragility sticks sticks his ugly head out every time they get, every time somebody shines a light on their failures and 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 their uh, and criticize them in any way. Well, it's any time that we call them out on their bullshit, then they get offended. Any time we stand up and say, hey, we're not treated, we're not being treated fairly and equitably, that's how they look at us. And everyone that's listening, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about, now I'm no, in no way saying that all white people are bad, just like all black people are not bad. But think about an instance where you've been at work or somewhere or you've had a um, conversation with one of your friends, one of your friends that wasn't black and you know hot but hot button topic came up and whether it's Colin Kaepernick you know kneel for the flag or anything you know one of these police shootings the second that you voice your opinion and it goes against what they think and what they believe then all of a sudden you're not the same person well Ernest I didn't know you had these opinions and these thoughts you know I I see you differently that's exactly what happened with this one guy but he's an idiot and instead of him leaving the organization, he went right back into it. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with us, man, the whole you know, wanting to be accepted. And I think that's why a lot of these coons on Twitter and the news and everywhere else, that's why they do it. Because they're so tired of being you know, rejected, they just want to be accepted. And I think these people are more dangerous than the white supremacists themselves because what they're doing, they're excusing the behavior and they're treating us just as badly as the white supremacists are, man. So guys like this and our buddy Sheriff Clark, it goes back to it's just so frustrating to live in a world where um, they can't see logic and they can't see reason and they can't see that they're wrong on oh so many things, man. It's exhausting. Yes, sad man. I'm I'm actually going through his Twitter timeline now, and he's you know people are kind of coming to him about his some of his comments, and he's completely turned. He's completely he's back. He's he's all in. He's the NRA must have contacted him, said they're gonna start cutting some of his funding and stuff. He's back mm-hmm. on towing that company line, you know, calling out people again, and you know, hide behind the Second Amendment, you know, just like they just like they all do, as if the Second Amendment doesn't doesn't go for all Americans. Uh, but it's a joke, and you're right, man. <laughs> it, it, the thing that's so sad about it, man, is that I don't think, and t- even if it happens to these people, you know, I've, I've always said, you know, like the uh, Jason Whitlocks and the Sheriff Clarks, and you know, those type of people, man, who people with these large platforms that have such negative things to say about black people and minorities in general. Um, I've, I've always said, like, what would happen if they get put in a situation? Where they have to feel it, where they have to really feel the racism, or, um, but I don't, I don't think it would change anything. I think they would fall right back in, and just you know, back into the, the lap of whiteness all over again, 
Well, they, they will make excuses for the person that was um, violating their rights, their human rights, and they will try to, you know, say, well, I should have been doing this, I should have yeah. been doing that. I, if I wasn't speeding, I wouldn't have got pulled over in the first place. So they'll always make excuses for yeah, it. They're they're so rationalize it. It's sad, man. It's just sad. And, uh, you know, to get back to the original, the original, I guess the article or, or video, that video is extremely inflammatory, man. It's disgusting. It's, it, I mean, it, it, it came across it like a, like a bad political, um, you know, I mean, those political commercials, uh, smear campaign type thing. Like it's, uh, I mean, look, man, this is one of the things where our white allies, you call yourself an ally and you call yourself a friend of black people and, and minorities. They, these are the type of thing that you can get taken down. I'm not a member of the NRA. I have no sway. I don't own a gun. I have no sway in the organization whatsoever. But a lot of you do. And if you if you can hear the pain in our conversation and the message that we kind of uh, get across on every one of our podcasts, man, these I'm not saying you got to stand up in the street and march. I'm not saying you gotta you gotta damn be woke and understand and 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 say that slave you know apologize for slave. I'm not saying all that. I'm saying these mm-hmm. are the types of things where our quote unquote white white allies can step in and use their influence and use their 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 uh, significant financial financial backings and stuff to get to get the commercial taken down, get the NRA reprimanded, cut some funding from the NRA. Like this is where these are the types of things where you can step in, and your silence again is deafening. So, well, your silence. If you're silenced, that means you're complicit in, exactly. in my opinion. And it's the same thing with you know with all these cops. Until you start calling out the bad cops, they're all you complicit. And it just amazes me how we in the black community we're supposed to call out the wrongs of every black person on the planet, no matter where they're at. And we're supposed to be we're supposed to hold each other to a higher standard and be accountable for everyone. But when the shoe was on the other foot, man, it's like, oh man. Oh, we're not going to say anything about that. It needs to be addressed of voice because the only way I think, you know, the current climate in the country changes. And I think the only way that, you know, it's not so it's not so much hypocrisy is these selling good white folks got to come out and start saying something, man, period. Because it can't just be us because we're not going to swing the pen- pendulum <laughs> the other direction at all. Not just by our actions. Yeah. I mean, look, the victim, the victim in the situation should be the person that's solving the problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I know, look, we're the victim. I know what's wrong. I know that we've been victimized. We all know that. And if you're the person that's the, the perpetrator of, of the victimization and you're continuing to be quiet, look, you're the bully in the room. You know what I mean? Like, I can tell you all day that you, that you hurting me and you beating me, but you're still bigger, stronger, faster and everything than me. And I can't change you. Like I'm the rat, and you're the I'm the ant, and you're the elephant. Like I can get in your ear and whisper and tell you, like, hey, that's a problem. <laughs> but I can't change, make you change direction. You have to do that yourself. And that's pretty much what we are, man. We're screaming to them, saying, hey, treat us like people. Don't do it. Don't kill us. Like we're just saying the basic thing, like stop shooting us, stop killing us unlawfully like arrest us if we do a crime take us to jail 
that's all we're asking for in these situations. We're not asking for let us all forgive it. You know, don't don't put us through due process and blah. Like no, we're saying if once we're in your custody, take us to jail. Do what we have to. You know, let us go through the process, but we can live to tell it tell the tale. Don't kill us. And you know, when you see these types of videos that come out and stuff, it's like, come on, man, we're not asking for much. We're not asking for reparations. We're not asking for, you know, to lower interest rates and give us homes and blah. We're not asking for any of that. We're just saying, treat us like human beings. Treat us like you're the worst of you. Treat us like the worst of you. That's it. Yep. Well, moving on to our famous spotlight segment of the week. Do you have yours ready, Dex? Now you go ahead, man. You go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so um, I w- this week I want to shout out a um, website called WeBuyBlack.com. And WeBuyBlack.com is an online marketplace for black-owned businesses to showcase and sell their products to a global community. So um, think about the Amazon for black people, really. Uh, and it's amazing. Uh, they have some really cool products up there, anything from food to um Hygiene products, jewelry, clothing, all kinds of stuff. The website, once again, is webuyblack.com. They also have an Instagram page, webuyblack. Um, check them out. I guarantee if you go up there, there'll be some stuff you want to see. And not only can you buy stuff, if you are a small black business yourself or just black-owned business, period, you can post your stuff up here and get it sold. We got to start taking, you know, we have to develop a strong economic base, and we have to um, take that serious because I think that's another that's other than, you know, the good white people speaking up. We have to take control of our economic destiny because that's one of the only ways that um, we're going to get power. They respect money. So we buy black dot com. Once again, go check it out. It's a cool website. Word. Money, power, respect. Key to life. Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, well, you know. I said most most of my recommendations is typically movies, and I have another one, another another banger. Recently saw it. It's actually uh, on Netflix. It's called Like Cotton Twines. It's uh, 2016. I don't think it's a Netflix original, um, but it uh, the synopsis of, of the movie is a young American volunteering teacher in a school in Africa must save one of his students, a 14 year old girl, from religious slavery. Um, so the, um, the cast, uh, they're pretty unknown. I went through the IMDb page. The only person that you may recognize them, if you've seen the HBO show, uh, Insecure, uh, the guy that plays, uh, Issa Rae's boyfriend, his name is Jay Ellis. He's probably the only well-known character in this, this entire movie. Um, it kind of pits traditional African religions against kind of modern day sensibilities uh so he has to kind of battle against some of the um some of the the tribal type of religious acts and how it's affecting his students uh directly uh it's a really really good story man uh it features like uh, it's a young african girl um i think she's her name is irene uh, adote uh, she's actually new to act. I didn't really see any any real credits on her IMDb page, but she—I she, mean, she's a young girl. She played a great part in the movie. 
definitely worth watching. Uh, if I had to rate it on a, a five-star uh, ranking, I'll give it a solid three, three and a half stars out of five, man. It's a solid movie. Check it out, man. It's called Light Cotton Twines. But that's it, man. Well, with that being said, um, if you're new to the show, you can follow us at the What More Can I Say um, like our Facebook fan page. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, What More Can I Say Podcast. One thing we want you people to start doing with our fans, our loyal listeners, don't, don't just like the post. Go in, click, give us feedback. Um, give us some comments, man. We really want to interact with you. We want to know what we need to take the show, what direction, what do you like and what do you don't like. You know, if you disagree with us, we want to hear that too. We just don't want you to, you know, we want you to come on here and say, Ernest, you full of shit. Dexter, I don't agree with that. That's the kind of dialogue we want to have. Because it's not just for us, it's for the people out here too. We're trying to get people to think and expose people to things, to thoughts and resources that they might not know about. So please, I encourage you, send us emails, give us feedback, like us on um, iTunes, um, Stitcher, Google Play, we're on SoundCloud now. Anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there. Dex? Yeah, man, Ernest is right, man. Look, we doing it for the culture, man. We trying to trying to give you people, you people. <laughs> Sounds kind of racist. Uh, we trying to get <laughs> trying to get the people what they want, man. Trying to give them what they need. Um, like I said, man, we are we we are just a reflection of what we see every day, and uh, so this is our viewpoint. And if you don't agree with it, definitely let us know. If you do agree with it, definitely let us know. Uh, if you want to, so definitely contribute to the show. Continue to leave your feedback. Five star reviews are great. Say what you want to say, but look, please leave five stars. So go to Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, whatever. Go everywhere and just if you if you rate it on Stitcher, go to iTunes and rate it as well. Just give us our five stars and say whatever you want to say. And trust me, your feedback will be featured on the show. So if you want your voice yep. heard, if you want your question heard, leave us feedback. Tell us what's on your mind. Uh, let us know you're out there. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, but you can find me on on uh, social media. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you know, just search Dexter Joiner. Uh, we're always leaving. Con- we're always posting interesting articles or giving our take on certain stories on our Facebook fan page on the One More Can I Say fan page. Um, so if you want to try to follow along with what kind of what we're talking about in the tone of the day, just check out the fan page. Um, uh, also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm D-E-X-X-J-O-Y. So, Dex Joy. Uh, but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Dex Joy. <laughs> but I'm going to get off this podcast. I'm going to pop on one of these Netflix originals with some black people in it and enjoy the rest of my evening. Yeah, man, go watch some Black Love, man. Kind of wash off this infidelity stink on us, man. Just wash it off, man. Feel better about you, man. Go, go. <laughs> I would say go watch some reruns of the Cosby Show, but I don't think so, man. It might not be the best thing to do, but yeah, man. Go, <laughs> go, go soak in some Black Love right now, man. Cause we need it, man. That's right. What more can I say? Peace out. Peace out. Contact the guys via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to like the show and, as always, provide feedback. You can also hit them up via email at whatmorecanisay.podcast at gmail.com. Good night, America.
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and other contributors. It's just jokes, people.